The Beginner's Guide to Microdosing Magic Mushroom Strains, Varieties, a little bit of dosing, and a lot more. I'm Dr. Dave. I've got a very special episode for you today. Welcome to Microdose You. You're listening to Microdose You Radio on the world's famous KMDU FM Salt Lake City. Watch this. Watch this. Hey there. How are you? Welcome. I'm Dr. Dave. I really appreciate you being here. Today I have a really special episode. Um, you're going to love it because it's one of the most commonly asked questions I ever get. Is Dr. Dave, tell me what strain should I use? What variety of magic mushroom? I, I'm not sure which one. What's the best one for microdosing? What's the best one if I want to take a larger dose. I'm going to cover all of that today for you. I've actually got a very special guest right here with me, standing by, waiting to talk about this with me. Before I do, I just need to thank a couple people here. Let's see. Where'd it go? I just lost it. Oh, here we go. It's back again. I want to thank Birdsong Avenue and Duke 1231, as well as Prom Mom 13 for amazing reviews on Apple Podcast Platform. I really appreciate it. As I said many times, your reviews and ratings, wherever you're listening to me, whether it's Apple, Spotify. Now, on Spotify, I think you can only do a rating. You can't really write out a review, but that's okay. That's greatly appreciated. By the way, the Spotify people, I think, are catching up to the Apple people. So if you're on Spotify, if you want to help catch up to Apple, because Apple's still pretty far ahead, uh, go on and give your rating on Spotify. Let's see what happens. It's, it's almost like the, it's almost like a contest of so the World Series or the Super Bowl. Like, who's going to win, Spotify or Apple? You know, it does in the long run, it doesn't matter because you all are super important and really great to have you. And I appreciate every single rating or review, no matter where you are. And remember, we've got the Microdosing Journal giveaway going on right now. Make sure you check out the show notes. I've got four really important links there every episode. The link to my e-newsletter is there, and that's how you register for the Microdosing Journal giveaway that I'm going to be continuing for quite some time right now. All you have to do is sign up for the newsletter, the e-newsletter. It's an email, and I promise I never spam you. I never sell your name, share your name with anybody. It's totally safe, and you'll get my newsletter occasionally. Come maybe... I don't know, a couple times a month at the most. I don't bug you or anything, but when there's any kind of important news, you know, I'll make sure I send it out to you. And we've got our private Facebook group, which is really going very well. We've got over well over a 1,000 people there now. So in between episodes, if you've got a question, um, you want to comment on anything, we're all here for you right there. The way you get in, um, again, follow the link in the show notes, and it's going to ask you for a passcode. The passcode, since you're a listener, is free pass. And the reason we do this is just keep the riffraff out of there because a lot of people want to come in and cause trouble and sell their stuff. And we're trying to keep this group as clean as possible. So make sure you use that passcode free pass. And there are a couple other really important links there that you should go check out in the show notes. Okay. So now what we're going to do, we're going to get into the really important part of this episode. Well, there every, every part's important because even if I share with you, you know, things that you can learn, um, in addition to the episode, it's all super important, but I have with me, I have Janelle Michael Isaac. And Janelle is a very experienced grower. She grows psychedelic mushrooms and she's extremely knowledgeable about the different species, strains, varieties. And she gets these questions asked all the time. So I asked Janelle if she would come on the show and we could talk about this because, again, 
everybody wants to know what's the best strain or variety to use when you're microdosing. And if you want to take a little bit of a larger dose. And what I found out by having her on the show is that it's a lot easier and less complex than we ever thought. There's not a whole lot to it, but we're going to talk about that right now. I also want to apologize in advance because the way I had to record this with Janelle, the sound quality is not, I wouldn't say it's stellar. It's definitely like okay, but it's not stellar. So if you can bear with it, the information is going to far outweigh the sound quality. So I appreciate you being here. Let's take it away, Janelle. Janelle, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate you taking time out of your day for this. Absolutely. so before we start, we've got a lot of things I want to cover today that's going to, I think we're going to help a lot of people. Janelle, just introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and what you're what you're doing in, in the um, psychedelic community. Gotcha. Um, so my name is Janelle Michael Isaac. Um, I have been a user of psychedelics for over 20 years. So um, I'm just going to add that into who I am. <laughs> um, in my past, I have been a cannabis educator and I've been a teologist. I'm currently working with psilocybin mushrooms, and uh, I like to call myself a psilocybin advocate versus anything else, because I like to advocate for their usage um, medicinally, recreationally, and I would like to advocate for their decriminalization as well. Beautiful. Love it all. Love what you're doing, Janelle. And um, I don't know if you remember this at all, but um, two and a half years ago, when I was starting my microdose journey, um, I contacted you. I found you in one of the microdosing um, groups on Facebook, contacted you. We spoke on the phone, actually, and you helped guide me to where I wanted to be in my microdosing. So I owe you thanks from two and a half years ago, for sure. But let's awesome. let's do this. Let's, I'm so um, happy you've taken this podcast on now, too. This is amazing. I mean, you know, like I say, it's it's. I never say this is medical advice, and I never say that I'm like the expert because I'm not. I share my two and a half years of experience and, and it's quite, quite a lot of experience and quite, quite a story. So I think I'm, I'm happy to share this. With, and also I share with, you know, what I hear from other people as well. So, and um, you've got 20 years of experience kind of in this, in the psychedelic space. So you're, you're, you're way ahead. Right. And I, uh, I'm no medical professional and all of my, uh, all of my findings that I'm going to share with you are just based on personal or anecdotal experience from other people that I've talk to in the communities or one-to-one um and also just research that i've done go down many rabbit holes <laughs> perfect well okay now that we got all that all the disclaimers out of the way um so let's just let's just start at the beginning let's just say there are people listening today that are very curious they, they want to get started they've got some type of mental health issue or something that they want to improve on and they want to start with, let's say, microdosing. I'd like to talk about macrodosing a little bit later in the show today. But um, let's the primary focus is going to be microdosing. Um, one of the most commonly questions I get asked, and I'm sure you do as well, is, well, you know, I, there, I know there's something called magic mushrooms, but they're different types. They're different species and strains and whatever. Tell me, let, let's, tell me a little bit about the different species, strains, genuses, however you want to categorize it. I'm a little confused myself, quite honestly. So let's do like a primer. It's fair. They're actually still finding new mushrooms. So it is like a growing field. But 
there are over, I don't even know the number is accurate anymore. There's over 200 different kinds of naturally occurring hallucinogenic mushrooms occurring all over the world. They're mostly growing in tropical or subtropical regions, but they're actually found on every continent except for Antarctica growing naturally. So um, in that, there's lots of different variances. You have ones that thrive in cold weather. You have ones that thrive in like tropical weather. Um, and they have different nutritional needs, temperature needs, that kind of a thing. Um, some of them are very rare. And like I said, still being discovered. So um, the one that we are mostly associating with microdosing and when someone talks about taking magic mushrooms, they're mostly talking about psilocybe cubensis. Those are the mushrooms that have been found throughout the world and um, you can replicate their growing conditions in your home very easily. So they're probably the easiest to grow indoors. And so people cultivate them to use for microdosing, macrodosing. Um, although there are parts of the world where you can still forage for different magic mushrooms. Um, the main difference between all of these 200 plus types of mushrooms is going to be their contents. They contain um, different alkaloids that cause them to be mind altering, the psilocybin. Um, they also have psilocin, they have baocystin, norobaocystin, um, aruginescin, and, and they have like buffet, they have different tiny trace alkaloids um, that your body processes and, and they ultimately convert to psilocin, which your body picks up as being mind altering. And so when we're talking about all the different kinds, it obviously can get a little overwhelming. Um, if you're trying a kind that is not a psilocybe cubensi, note that the potency levels might be a little off the charts compared to what you and I are going to focus on today, which are the cubensis. Um, you might want to do some research about certain kinds. There's cyanescence, which can be like double as potent as cubensis. Um, there is a saying called a cube is a cube except for penis envy. I don't know if you've heard that one. Have you heard that? I've heard, well, I've heard, I've heard the saying, a cube is a cube is a cube, but then I, I've never heard the um, you know, the second part of that, except for, I haven't they've heard that. They've added that. So they, oh, okay. <laughs> I think it used to be a cube. Now, they've, now they're saying a cube is a cube, except for penis envy. So within the cubensis, there are many different varieties. Um, we hear some ones pretty often like golden teacher, be positive, um, penis envy, I mentioned. There's, you know, Malabar. There's different types of, of varieties of cubensis. And what's the difference? Which is best for microdosing? Um, you know, how do I find this certain strain? Um, so there's a lot of confusion when it comes to that. And I would say that if you can find a good source and someone you trust that is growing cubensis to ask them about the potency of their mushrooms and what you might expect. There's a range of potency. It can vary 40 times they've found. There's a company called Oakland Hyphae that's doing a lot of testing on the potency of magic mushrooms. Um, and they've found through... I wrote this note. <laughs> High performance liquid chromatography is the test they use to determine the potency. And they found that it varies like up to 40 times in the samples they've tested between types of cubensis. 
So I guess that leads me to, you know, which is best? Like, you know, do I want the strongest ones or the weakest ones? I'd say get what you can safely get, first of all. And any of them can be good for microdosing or macrodosing, but you just kind of have to know your your potency and go from there. And it's very subjective. Okay, well, let's say somebody, Janelle, let's say somebody is is starting and they don't know a whole lot, but they, they've got somebody, they've got somebody they, they're connected with that's I guess growing or or can get them, can get them their medicine. And mm-hmm. if they could ask the grower, like um, I'm starting to microdose what um i would like the best type of uh, i i like the best variety for microdosing what would you what would you say what's your what is can you give maybe your your top one or top three um varieties for microdosing um so this is where <laughs> this is where it's a little difficult for me because i would say any of them can be useful i i personally okay. grow a few different types of mushrooms and in the beginning i was microdosing and trying to determine like which strain was best. And I found that in the low amounts I was taking, there really wasn't a ton of differences between like one day I would feel a little like creative, like a little like uplifted or creative. And the next day I might feel a little more introspective. Um, But I didn't really find that it had to do with the variety of mushroom I was taking. I found it more had to do with the dosage, like if the potency was way higher on one versus the other, I would notice that. Um, Or I would notice like the set and the setting, like how the day started out, how the day was going. Um, I just happened to have a more introspective kind of a day, even though I took the same exact thing. Um, So I found that that can actually experience, uh, that can lend itself to your experience a little more than which variety you're taking. Um, And let me just break down, I guess, like, why, why are they different? You know, how are they? Why is there golden teachers? Why is there ape? Um, a lot of Kibenzis are named for where they're found in the world. Like you have Burma's Amazonian, uh, Alicabenzis were found in Alabama, which is kind of a funny, um, link, but, uh, there's, you know, Kosamoy, mush- there's all these mushrooms named for the location they're naturally found growing. And then there's other ones that are named for their physical characteristics, like the penis enemy mushroom. Or um, Melmac is named for like the caramel color on the cap. Um, it's an old term, I guess, for the color Melmac color. Um, but there are a lot of them are named for their characteristics too. And so they can... Um, you know, although they they seem very different, they mostly have all the same alkaloids in them. The amounts just might vary a little, if that makes sense. So it does. it's so, not necessarily one type that's best. It would say just, you know, you're looking for something that delivers consistent results. Like mm. if you can stick with one variety and figure out what a good dosage is on that variety, you're ultimately going to be getting about the same effects as you would from a different one, your potency levels might just be a little different. So there are, with that said, there are heavier, like the, for example, the penis envy mushroom or ape albino penis envy is another Mm -hmm. popular one. Those ones are known to be like a heavier or more potent. And for me, that means it feels a little heavier in the body 
I might not feel as like uplifted from them. I might just kind of be a little more like inwards or, you know, physically get a sensation like, oh, I, I need to sit down or something, you know, physically like more relaxing and, and have more of an effect than like the golden teachers, which tend to be a little more uplifting because they're a little lower in potency. So that, that I think I, and again, I'm no, I'm speculating here just based on my personal experience that I don't necessarily think there is a best type. I think starting microdosing at a lower level versus like getting in over your head mm -hmm. um, is always a smart idea though. And, you know, until you know the potency that you're dealing with. As far as when you say a lower level, as far as far as the actual um, weight or as far as how much you're, the dosage you're taking, actually. So you, the dosage yeah. is the dosage is much more important than the actual variety is what I'm hearing you say. The variety yeah. is not crucial. It's the dosage so. you need to zero in on. Right. OK. Right. Because I mean, the main difference between these different varieties are going to be the potency levels, like the levels of these different alkaloids are going to be a little different per different isolation, different variety of cubenzies. So that's the main difference between them is just the potency. So that's the like the key is to kind of dial into what what is the potency and how much of this mushroom makes me feel a certain way. Okay, perfect. Um, that sounds great. Anything else? Before, I've got another question for you, but anything else you want to add to um, the cubensis and varieties and microdosing starting doses before I ask you the next question? Um, that that's really I I don't know I I do get that question a lot you know which is best right. and I it's usually my answer in some kind of a complicated way like well you know there's not necessarily a best I think any of them can work because they all have that psilocybin the psilocin trace amounts of the biocystin the norobate you know all those other alkaloids that are it's not quite as diverse as say cannabis is in terms of or that and it just hasn't been studied as much too at this okay. point so i mean i've always told people that um i think like golden teachers or, or a b plus would be good start because they're 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 known to be very mild and let's face it i think, they tend, I think yeah they tend to be on the lower potency side yeah so it's so it's really only the lower potency so in other words it's not like you're gonna have a different like if you take a penis envy it's not like you're gonna have a different feeling like much more of a much more of a body feeling is it's it's really you're talking it's mainly the potency I, you about. might but i think it would be due to the dosage of like the higher potency in the penis envy versus very clear okay. you know it having different characteristics okay very clear very interesting um that i i learned something already that's super interesting um as far as um so let's say okay we've got our we've got our um, mushrooms that we're going to start microdosing with. What is what is your favorite way for a beginner to actually um, consume the medicine? I know generally the popular ways are, are, are capsules, chocolate, tea, um, lemon teching, just the powder, taking a bite off of a of a mushroom cap. I mean, what what is what, what would you recommend for like a beginner well, or something? I would, would say, recommend? first of all, not to recommend the bite off the mushroom cap. Agreed, <laughs> you agreed. mentioned that. Um, agree. Totally the reason agree. for that is 
is we were just talking about how the potency varies so much. It even varies within the mushroom itself. You have some mushrooms whose caps are less potent than the te- than the stems and, you know, vice versa. And they've done testing that concludes both things are true. So it's, you know, it's, it's interesting because it does vary so much. So I would say if you have dried mushrooms that you're using, that the best way is going to be to powder them first. So you get a uniform experience mm-hmm. when you take a certain amount of it, you're getting the same sort of experience as you would be a, another certain amount of it instead of one mushroom was more potent than the other mushroom. And so you're going to have a mixed experience that way. Um, and then something that you can, you can kind of check in on, like, I would say that if you're going to use, you know, powdered mushrooms like that to weigh your doses, to know like, Hey, I'm taking this amount this day. So you can track, like, did I feel any different? Did I feel too different? Did, you know, so you can adjust it. I think kind of notating where you're starting and your results can be important if you're looking for success there. Um, And then other best ways, I think for microdosing, once you figure out your ideal best dose, like for me, I personally have found that I like taking a 0.25 gram microdose. That amount works best for me. Mm-hmm. Um, makes me feel a little bit uplifted. I can feel a little bit of a change, but it's not enough to make me feel like euphoric or, mm-hmm. you know, any kind of like non-functional feeling. Um, but so the best um, way is just to to start and kind of make adjustments as you go. And um, beyond that, once you find out what, your doses, the capsules, like um, pre-measured out doses, which you can make them yourself. I make them too. I make a couple different options that have like lion's mane and niacin, which can be beneficial or cacao, which can be beneficial. Um, You know, make, make capsules that have each amount weighed out. I think for a lot of people that's best because we get so used to taking pills as a daily regimen I don't know if you take any vitamins or supplements or pills, but I know I do. And so if I'm taking them on like a regular schedule, I think the capsule version is easiest for me. Um, But teas are great. Teas are going to help with any stomach upset issues um, or not any, but some of them. (laughs) Um, Chocolates, you know, as long as you can calculate the dose and track it, I think that's a good place to start. It's funny when I first started, um, I was, you know, using the pre-measured capsules and, uh, you know, I, I knew exactly what I was taking and I, I and it probably did, I, I don't remember, but, but probably like roughly four days on a day or two off and four days or four or five days on a couple of days off. Um, everything was pretty much measured and precise. And I definitely recognize how I felt each time. Now, two and a half years later, when I'm, when I microdose, I generally just take a it's not scientific at all, but I take just a bite of a piece of chocolate. And I and I know I've done it for so long. I know exactly like how much I'm taking. Like, I, I just feel it. I, I know what I'm going to feel like depending yeah. on the, the bite. Uh, but I, lo- I love the chocolate. The chocolate just works really well for me these days. I've used the tea. The tea is great. Um, but your chocolate, chocolate like, has an ad- Sorry. <laughs> chocolate oh, good, has good. an advantage, too. It's a MAOI inhibitor for mm-hmm, a bit. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It... it it has a high, some of them, not all of them have a, a high cacao content, but that high cacao content is going to 
um, be a kind of a vascular vascular dilator. So it kind of makes the medicine work through your body, they say. Um, it can potentiate the mushrooms a little bit too, they mm. say. I get asked I, I get asked this all the time. And and this is your I think this is part of your expertise here, although I know you we're not experts. I realize that. But um I get asked never. All I'm the time. always learning. <laughs> same and same and same. Is I never I never put myself out there as an expert because there are a lot of people that know a lot more than I do, I'm quite sure. But I like getting the information out to people that need it. But people ask me all the time. Hey, Dr. Dave, um, I know I can get these capsules and they have either lion's mane or they have, like you just said, cacao um, or some, some other type of some other type of, 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 of something that they put in the capsule. How, how important is that either in the capsule or why don't you why didn't somebody just take I've got like bottles of capsules of lion's mane in the next room. Why don't take that alongside of it if you need to, or take, or do a little cacao ceremony at home. Why does it have to be actually in the same capsule? How important is that? It doesn't, it totally doesn't have to be in the same capsule. Like you, like you were saying, you have the lion's mane capsules. If you're eating your chocolate, like pop one of those lion's mane capsules. They say, so the importance of it, um, it's not necessary. It's for sure not necessary. You'll get benefits from just the psilocybin um most people will but uh dose dependent of course but uh adding those things can kind of optimize it like i was talking about with the cacao how it's a vascular dilator it messes with your serotonin receptors kind of in the same way that the psilocybin does so that can kind of cause an uplift in mood just you know when paired together it it's mm. a nice synergy um the lion's mane and and niacin um when i make mine i use a no flush niacin because the mm -hmm. flushing doesn't sound pleasant although they do say that there are benefits to that as well um but it's it's uh widely known as like the stamets stack mm -hmm. there's a mycologist paul stamets um who has studied the benefits of adding the lion's mane niacin combo and lion's mane on its own is wonderful. I think um, everyone should probably take it just as like a brain vitamin, really. Um, adding it with the psilocybin, I think just helps with the opening the neural pathways and um, neurogenesis is something that lion's mane can help with, with the psilocybin, with that combo. And so that's wonderful. Neurogenesis isn't something that really naturally occurs in adults. It's something that happens when we're children and our brains are growing rapidly and it just usually kind of stops. Um, so lion's mane's incredible. Yeah. I'm a believer. I've been using it pretty, pretty much yeah. as long as I've been microdosing and it's. Um, have have I, you I, felt, I, do you think you have noticed things from lion's mane? Because I feel like for me, I've not that I've necessarily struggled with a sense of focus, but mm -hmm. like when I take lion's mane and I'm like doing some writing or something or like I'll just be so concentrated and like so just cognitively like in it. And um, I do think it's helping. Yeah. You know, honestly, I can't I can't really tell because I don't know whether it's the um, the microdosing of the, the of the psilocybin that's actually uh, see. OK, I want to let me go back for a second. Janelle, when I first started microdosing very early on, I thought this is great. It's working really well. I feel better. Um, I'm almost finished. Um, but then months later, it like builds on itself and I feel better and better. And now two and a half years later, I never 
in a million years would, would have ever dreamt that I would feel like this every single day. So I, I you right. know, so like I don't it's know. If it's, it, it, it's not possible. And, and just when you think things are like going fantastic, a month or two or three or four down the road, they're, they're even better. So circling back to the lion's mane, I, I can't, I, I'm not positive if it's like the lion's mane that's helping out or whether it's the actual psilocybin or a combination. I, I don't know, but, but something's working. So I think I if they're working, it. I think that if they're working, they're working, you know? Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. And, and and if they're working this well, I always say like, I'm going to keep doing this until Somehow they're not working, and then I'll reevaluate and maybe do just some maintenance yeah. doses every once in a while. But when things are working like this and they continue to improve every day, like something's right, something's going really well. Um, I think they kind of, for me, they kind of restore a sense of gratitude. You know, you're kind of absolutely. You feel a little more connected to everything around you. And like, although the world can be a really horrible place like you just yeah you feel kind of like you have a part in it and you know you're i don't know i i just feel a little better too just microdosing i i totally agree there's there's like a sense of like gratitude that you just said and and um kindness that i've always thought of myself as even 20 years ago i thought of myself as a kind person but i think i think they've made me be become more sensitive to others and and kinder and and understand that you know, everybody has their own story and their own opinions and I'm not necessarily right. And just they maybe discover a lot of stuff about like about life, which is just awesome. And yeah. I, it sounds like you've 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 felt the same way. Um let's before we before we close, let's talk a little bit about um macrodosing, uh, maybe even touch on touch on heroic doses. How how important is is that combine because again this is a microdosing show most people listening to it are, are interested in microdosing but but again throwing in larger doses every once in a while i think can be really beneficial do you want to give your opinion on that yeah sure absolutely um i i will be the first to say that there's nothing wrong with just microdosing either because mm -hmm. i think healing can come from micro or macro dosing um what they say, or what I've read, is that a lot of studies show that you can get results a little quicker sometimes with the mm -hmm. macro dosing, mm -hmm. given it's the right set, the right setting, um, you know, it's approached in a healthy way, that kind of a thing. Um, I think that that can be true. Um, I know for me, I, I haven't done many heroic trips, um, but I have had recreational ones of higher doses. And I do think that I've gained something from all of those higher, um, I guess, journeys that I've been on. Um, I've, I've gained something different than from microdosing. Like I went on a heroic journey and I combated a lot of like a lifetime of anxiety really and I just you know my brain was like is this working for you like you have a choice you don't have to be anxious and like that was such a huge realization I swear like the next day I woke up and I just was like I don't feel anxiety anymore what is this um and you know not to say that your anxiety can't be managed day to day with microdosing because I do think that that has helped kind of maintain that in me since then. 
Um, but I do think there is a, a lot of potential in um, what happens is the science behind it is your brain shifts its default uh, thinking mode when it's on mushrooms and it kind of, you can look at scenarios a little differently. I was able to look at mm. how the anxiety was kind of controlling me in a lot of ways. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's really unhealthy. Is this what I want for myself? Um, but that's just something that that's happened to me. I know that people have healed from intense trauma, um, you know, all kinds of things, PTSD um, from macrodosing. And I think for that, like, um, you know, I, it's nothing to be taken lightly. It, it is very potentially healing, too. Oh, yeah, I've, I've incorporated some um, and again, not not heroic doses, but some larger doses. Um, it, within in between my microdosing, I found it to be extremely, extremely effective. And I think you and I had a talk a short time ago because I think I did 1.2 grams, which is not really considered a large dose by you know by most people. It's not it's not a large dose at all. But but I felt it it's as like a mild macro, yeah, a mild macro. But I felt yeah. the 1.2 to be much stronger. Um, during that trip than, than I would have expected to be. And then you, I, I, I even asked you about it. You explained what, what were the, um, if you, if it's okay, what were the, what were the um, varieties in that chocolate with, with the 1.2? So it felt more like a 2.0. It really did. Yeah. Um, so the chocolate number one does potentiate things a little, but true, true. Uh, I, I grow uh, true albino teachers. I grow Malabar and Melmac. Um, which Melmac is considered one of the stronger in potency genetics. Um, albinos can be stronger too. Um, and like I say, they do vary batch to batch. So it's, you know, it's likely that that, that was a potent one. That but, was a potent one. Let me yeah. tell you, that was, it was more than I thought, but it, it was very enjoyable, but it was, it was much more than I thought it would be at 1.2. Yeah. 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 I've had that happen. Chocolates. <laughs> I'm at the end of the day, you know, when I have my scraps in the bowl, I'm like, oh, this is a good flavor, you know. And I'm like, oh shit, like, that was not a microdose. <laughs> yeah. Well, you explain it because you explained it because I thought I thought I was doing about 1.2 of of something like fairly mild, like Golden Teacher, but then you explained. There was, um, I think you said penis envy, Malabar, and, and Melmec, and I think that's what you said. Those then, and, and two of the yeah. two of those especially were like, like fairly strong, fairly strong varieties. So that's that explains everything. So okay, um, well, listen, I think we've covered pretty much. This is a, a beginner's course for like different uh, for some of the most commonly asked questions. You know, where do I start? What's the most common um, variety or species, or or um, you know. Um, uh, of, of mushroom that for starting. And I think you, we've covered all that. We got into macrodosing a tiny bit, but Janessa, so Janelle, thank you so much for your time. I, I really appreciate what you're doing for the community. Well, I can talk about mushrooms all the time. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. Can I hold, can I hold you this? Can we make a deal? Do you want to come back another time? And we'll do another episode. We can answer some more questions that people have because I, I think you're, you're a wonderful resource of information. Let's do that. Um, in the meantime, if it's okay, do you want to share, if somebody has a question for you, do you want to share how somebody can reach you? Is that all right? Sure. sure. And, and, um, and also, so I'll put it in the show notes as well. I'll, I'll leave it in the show notes so if somebody great. doesn't have a pen with them, they'll, they can just check the show notes. 
Sure. I, I'm best reached by email, and that's bluemoodfood at gmail.com. Um, and then I also have an Instagram, bluemoodfood2. My first account got shut down. But um, those are probably Sorry. the best ways to stay in touch. I do have an informational website um, with only just kind of writing and blog about uh, mushrooms, optimizing, utilizing them, that kind of stuff. Um, and that is at www.spinningtoadgenetics.com. And that's just my writing and stuff about that. So, Spinning Toad Genetics. I got to make a note of that because I don't even think I've seen that <laughs> site right there. So spinningtoadgenetics.com. I'll, I'll, I'll absolutely check yeah. that out. And I'll, I'll put that in the show notes as well. Janelle, Thank you so much for taking your time. I, I really appreciate you and, and what you've done. And again, every time, whenever I have a question, Janelle is the per, one of the people that I go to right away. And she I'm happy to tell you when I don't know, too. If I don't know the answer to the question, I will try to that's, point you to the best resources. <laughs> well, let me tell you, that's that's what I love about you. You don't you don't you're, you know, you're straightforward, straight shooter and you don't you don't make stuff up. You know, if you if you don't know the answer, you will clearly say. I just don't know. Check this out. I will out. research. I, I, I will find out for you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for what you're doing. And we will absolutely do this again, Janelle, if that's okay with you. Great. Yeah, I'd love to. Sounds great. Thank, thank you so much. Thanks for doing the podcast. Thank yep. you. Okay, well, I hope you enjoy this. I really had a great time hanging out with Janelle, doing that little interview. And I invited her back, and I've, Janelle has a whole list of some of the most commonly asked questions. So we're going to have her back, talk about a lot more things. So please remember, a brand new episode comes out every Wednesday and every Friday. Again, thanks for being here. I appreciate your positive energy. I appreciate your support. And I want to tell you, I do love you. I'm Dr. Dave, Microdose You. See you next time.